Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Living in Connecticut Podcast. My name is Aaron Bowman, and as always, I will be your host today. So this is a recorded video I just did on YouTube about how to get your offer accepted in this crazy market that we're in for the spring market of 2022. So... Without wasting any more of your time, let's jump right into this. Hopefully, you find some of this information useful. Maybe it's something you've heard before. Maybe it's something you haven't. But just remember, keep out there, keep looking, keep putting in offers, and eventually yours will get accepted. This market is crazy. And hopefully, these four or five tips help you get into the home of your dreams. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. Hey, what's up, everyone? Aaron Bowman here. Thanks for coming by and checking out another video. Now, if you're in the market to buy, sell, rent, or invest, well, then you've come to the right place because that's what myself and my team here do in Connecticut on a daily basis. So uh, thanks for stopping by, and let's jump into today's topic because there are a lot of frustrated buyers out there right now. Inventory is still low. It's under two months worth and competition is still extremely high. So what are some of the things you can do to maybe make your deal stand out a little bit more so than the next person? Because you know, if you've been out there shopping for a while now for a house, you go to an open house, you go as soon as the house hits the market, you're going to run into 30 plus more people maybe at an open house all looking to buy the same house that you're there looking at. So what are some of the things that we can do that are ethical when putting in offers on property? So I've got my little handy dandy notepad here of things I wanted to talk about. So let's talk about some of the the different things you can do. So number one is going to be price. And that being said, we know homes are getting overbid. Overbid a lot. That's like an understatement, overbid. Because some houses are going 30 to 40 grand, if not more, over, which is just crazy. So that being said, you want to make sure you're definitely approved. You want to submit a pre-approval letter with your offer, and your agent should be telling you this depending on who you're working with. And then you want to either come in really high, depending on how much you like the place, or you want to have an escalation clause within your contract. So if you've been shopping for a while, you're going to know that every time you go to look at a property, your agent's going to come back and say, hey, they're asking for highest and best by such and such date and time. That way there, it saves a lot of the going back and forth for the selling agent to come in and say, okay, well, your client put in a hundred thousand. We've got two offers that are 102,000. Are you going to go up? So it saves a lot of that time. Everybody kind of just puts their cards on the table and where they fall is where they fall. So if you happen to really like a property, like I tell my clients, then you want to go in strong and aggressive on the price. Now you can do that right off the rip. Let's say it's a $200,000 house and you could say, Hey, I want to offer 250. You could do that. Or you could come in and say, okay, I'm going to give you the 200,000, but we're going to do what's called an escalation clause up to maybe 250,000. So the way it'd be written into the contract, and again, talk to your agent, whoever you're working with, uh, preferably myself or somebody on my team, but you want to have it written in there that you will provide $1,000, $2,000, whatever that number is for you over the highest bona fide offer up to Two hundred and say fifty thousand dollars, if that's what your price range is. Now, that bona fide part is important because you don't want some agent that may be less than 
on the up and up, come back and say, oh, well, we got an offer for 251. You want to go over that? So you want to make sure that you're actually seeing the offer should you get into that that predicament or that that part of the transaction where they say, okay, yep, we're going to accept your offer. We're going to come in at 250 because we have an offer at 249 or something along those lines. You want to make sure you're actually seeing that offer first. So price is important. Now, number two, that's going to be deposit. There's nothing worse when I'm selling a house to see somebody come in and want to put down a $100 deposit or a $500 deposit. You want it to be at least preferably 10% of what the purchase price is, if not more, or multiple deposits made. Getting a little dry there, a little afternoon coffee. Actually, this coffee is pretty old. It's this morning, it's pretty watered down. Anyways, I digress. Uh, so with deposit, you want to make sure that you are putting up money so the person who's selling the house knows that, hey, this person wrote an offer. They you know, they came in at asking with an escalation clause up to, say, 250000 for our example, and they came in with 5000 10000 20000 60000 Whatever it is that you have available, the more money you want to put down up front on that deposit shows that you're a stronger buyer as opposed, and this isn't knocking anybody that's coming in FHA or anything like that, but normally your first time home buyers, those that don't have a lot of money, they'll be coming in FHA. They'll ask for some concessions where the seller helps pays the buyer's closing costs and they're only putting maybe a thousand to $2,000 down as opposed to somebody who's coming in and says, yes, I've been saving my pennies. Here's $30,000 down. I'm giving you an escalation clause up to 250000 You can see how one would be stronger than the other. So deposits, very important. Now also keep in mind, if your offer is accepted, you have put yourself at risk to losing that money should you not have all the clauses in there. I don't want to use escape clauses, but the different clauses that are in your contract for you to be able to back out should something not be what you thought it was on the surface once you get into your home inspections your well your septic all that sort of thing so you want to make sure those clauses are in there now that's going to lead us into terms terms is another one so terms could be a bunch of different things where the seller doesn't have to clean the house doesn't have to leave it broom swept you can leave all the crap you want in there and i as the buyer i'm going to take that responsibility and clean that out you can also now with the terms waive inspections maybe you don't want to have any inspections because right now people are buying houses with not doing any inspections and sight unseen and all kinds of other craziness but when it comes to inspections i even tell my clients do the inspections we can write it up in the contract where inspections are for informational purposes only so that way there you know what you're getting into now what happens if you're doing an inspection here in Connecticut. There's a lot of places that have wells and septics and maybe the septic's bad and you find this out during your inspection process. Now, depending on how your contract's written up and uh, this doesn't constitute legal advice, I'll just probably put that out there. This is just how I do things. So talk to your agent or your real estate attorney when you're writing up your contracts, depending on how it's done in your area. But 
I want to make sure my clients are protected. I have their best interests. They're, you know, the fiduciary duties to my client, as it's put. So when I write it up, if we're doing inspections for informational purposes only, unless the person I'm representing is a builder or contractor or has a background that can say, yeah, I can go through this house. This is like the fifth house I bought. I got this. I've, you know, I know what I'm getting into. Fine. That's their decision. Again, I can only advise them on what I think they should do. So the way I'll write it up is the inspections are for informational purposes only. Should any repairs exceed, and you fill in that number, $1,000, $10,000, $5,000, whatever it is, the buyer has the option to terminate contract. So that's just protecting you. Should you get into this and everything looks great, and then all of a sudden you need a $30,000 septic system or more, Coming in, putting down all this money, buying a house, already overpaying for it because of the way the market is, you want to make sure that you're not going to have to then dish out another 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, whatever that number is, on top of what you're comfortable already paying. So I tell my clients five grand is usually pretty good. You know, anything over that, you then have the option to say, you know what? We don't care. We still want to buy it. Or, yeah, that septic leach fields need to be redone. The tank's cracked. It's not holding any of the fluid anymore. So we're going to look at it like thirty to 40000 Now it has to be engineered. We have to get the town involved. Like, there's a lot of things that could happen. So you want to make sure that you're protected. And a way of doing that is just having that written in there. So not only can you add the escalation clause, but you can add this into your contract for your inspection to make sure that, hey, listen, yes, we're waiving everything. We don't care what we find. We only do care if something should be over, let's say, $10,000. And if the seller doesn't accept that, that's a red flag to me that they know that there's something wrong with the house that's going to be over that amount of money, and they're just trying to sell it as is to game the market. So just keep that in mind. Now, the last one, and this is the king, cash. If you can come in cash and purchase something completely in cash, that is going to trump any type of financing, any type of terms, 99.999% of the time. So if you've been saving, try to cut fat where you can to save some more to maybe come in and offer cash on something. Again, that's not always possible, but when you're getting 12 or 13 offers on a property and three of those are cash, you're seller is going off you're in the other shoe here you're not buying you're in the seller's seat you're going to look at all those cash offers as this is money in the bank i don't have to worry about financing falling through i don't have to worry about them going out and buying a new car now their debt to ratio incomes off so they can't purchase the property it's more of a solid deal so just keep that in mind if you're able to swing the cash you might want to do it whether that's selling a classic car that you have or motorcycle or whatever it is, different things that you don't really necessarily need to get that dream home you want, or maybe it's cashing out a a savings or 401k or something like that, or self-directed IRA or whatever you have your money, how it's diversified. And when it comes to home buying, it might make sense in your case to cash it out. It all depends on your situation. And then I didn't say this in the beginning, but I'm going to give you a bonus tip. Uh, the bonus tip would be maybe just to wait. I think personally and professionally that the market is going to change. So you might want to consider selling what you currently are in. If you're selling and trying to upgrade, maybe renting for a few months, moving in with family. That's what I'm going to be doing currently. And then as the market changes, you can then buy 
your property because the market's going to change. It's coming. It's it's it, the way everything's going. It's going to happen to where the market has hit its peak. It's going to burst, whatever you want to call it. Prices are going to self-correct and things are going to come back down to reality. So that might be another option for you is just to wait until the market changes. So those are my tips for you. Hopefully these help you get your next offer accepted. And if you have questions or want to know more, again, all my contact information is down below or just leave a comment. All right. So those are the tips I had for you. Hopefully you find this useful. Hopefully this is, uh, you know, helps you win your next offer that you put in on a property. And until next time, thank you for watching. If you watched us on YouTube, listening here on the podcast, sharing with your friends, family, and ones that you care about, and I will see you on the next podcast.